It's another exciting episode of the Animation Deliberation Podcast. Super Mario Brothers is in theaters. We're excited to talk about it right after these ads we have no control over. Let's go. <laughs> Sing along if you know the words. Animation Deliberation. A conversation and a celebration. Of our favorite action animated series, yeah, 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 yeah. Welcome back to another episode of Animation Deliberation, the podcast where we take action animation seriously, but apparently not too seriously. We are your hosts. I am Zuhair Ali. My name is Jay Scotty St. Clair. And as we mentioned, Super Mario Brothers is in the theaters right now. We're really excited to talk about it. But just overall, how you doing, buddy? This We've got a lot of exciting stuff to talk about this week. And things are changing up for the podcast. And a lot of hype going on. We get to celebrate with a new movie. Yeah, I'm doing fantastic. So many things in the works right now. So many good movies to go check out. So many things to talk about. Yeah, I am, uh, I'm loving life. How about you, my friend? Can't complain. The The shoulder's healing up. I am mostly back at work, back in action. Should be back to training soon. And uh, yeah, because of our news that we're just not sharing yet, it's just a lot more podcasting to do. So, <laughs> you know, it, uh, like I like I think I mentioned March 21st is like New Year's in my culture because like the first mm. day of spring and it's just like, yeah, all of it's kicking. We're we're full force now. Mm-hmm. Time of renewal, new beginnings. We can blossom. Yes. <laughs> and yeah. speaking of blossoming, one thing that likes to blossom a lot is mushrooms. Uh, so we're just going <laughs> to dive right into this movie. Uh, spoiler warning coming in now. And I just I really want to say to kick things off is that this movie threw me off. I did not expect mm. to enjoy it as much as I did. It was one of those things where, like it's Mario. I'll watch it like Illumination Studios has a good you know track record. I love the minion mm-hmm. stuff. But when I saw that it was Chris Pratt, I had my hesitations and the sure. trailer intrigued me. But just from the get go, like the way that this movie started, I was like, I'm sold. This is great. And it had like no down moments for me whatsoever. Like mm-hmm. for what this movie is, it was damn near perfect. Mm, yeah. I think I had a similar experience with you. I've been a lifelong Mario Mario fan, played the game since I was, you know, knee high to a grasshopper. So yeah, that first trailer really got me on board. I did have my hesitations about Chris Pratt being involved, but the more and more I kept seeing about this movie, the more excited I got for it. And yeah, I just I had a really fun time with this movie. I think it hit the right balance of, you know, catering to families like adults and kids alike, but just anybody that's a fan of Mario, there were the little touchstones there to to just suck you in and I have mm-hmm. to say that like Jack Black as Bowser, I was excited for him, but he absolutely stole the show yes. for me. He was hilarious. Yeah, there was a couple of times where I was like, is this Jack Black or is it Idris Elba? Or did they have a kid at some point that I just didn't know of that became a voice actor? <laughs> it was He did phenomenal. It was so well done. The comedy was always on point. It was always like in a good spot. One of the amazing things that I think won't be appreciated as much as that like the music wasn't in your face like obvious about the songs that they were going with Mm -hmm. but it was like it was nicely tied in and just remixed just enough like they added their own flair just enough to make it unique and stand out and fit like the tone of what was happening 
Mm-hmm. But like, if you were a fan of the stuff beforehand, you got you were like giddy about it when it came up, right? The best Definitely. instance of it being when Bowser was having his little melody on the piano, he was like, "Come jam with me!" And then do 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 do, just playing on the piano. I was like, "This is amazing!" Yeah, yeah, I love that moment too, and I completely agree with you. They had the musical notes that were recognizable, but done differently enough to where you're like, is that what I think? Oh, they're definitely doing what I think they're doing there. But on top of that, it actually just had a great soundtrack with like some, you know, pop songs as well. Like I think there was mm-hmm. some ACDC, some electric light orchestra, aha from the eighties. So I was surprised at how well the inclusion of those songs worked as well. Yeah. But uh, one of the recurring gags for me, in addition to that moment that you brought up with Bowser at the piano, was when he was singing about Peach and he'd go into his like, Peaches, 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 Peaches. Both times that got me so bad. Same. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I do have to say on that note, because you said that Bowser was like your favorite character in this, right? Oh, he stole the show. Yeah, definitely for me. For me, it was the star that was in the prison. Oh, yeah. That was great. <laughs> Every time he came up, I was like, oh, my God, this is my spirit animal. Yeah. <laughs> Especially when, what, what did he say about? Oh, hope is just like time. Uh, I forgot what the. It's an illusion the, or something like yes, that. Yeah. Yes. And he's just swinging out of time of his life, and the freaking penguin king is just like, "Stop it! Shut up!" We're depressed enough. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh uh, man, he's I couldn't breathe. I was laughing so hard at him in the theater. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, I I do say that Bowser's my favorite, but I think they were all great. Like Toad was no. hilarious. Toad was used mm-hmm. like just the right amount, and. I've always liked Luigi. Like I'm partial to the color green. Luigi's my guy. Whenever yeah. I'm playing Mario Kart, he like he's my go-to racer. And I was there was a moment where I was a little bit concerned. I was like, okay, they're just gonna fully lean into like the pathetic version of Luigi, like mm-hmm. the scaredy cat that has to be rescued by his brother. Which you know, the Paper Mario series really leans into him just being, you know, <laughs> kind of pathetic and worthless. But I loved that by the end, like it stayed true to the movie's title it's the super mario brothers and he got to have that Mm -hmm. moment with his brother and there was that emotional through line of like hey as long as we're together we can face anything so i was really happy that they redeemed luigi and he got to have that moment alongside mario as heartfelt as that line was it was amazing that as soon as they said that for the first time they got split up Mm. and then it was like the scene from um ragnarok right oh i was thinking the scene from 22 jump street Oh, okay. when they both got when they were both tripping and um, Schmidt was like in the dark, like metal area where there was lightning and lava. And the other guy was just like <laughs> the happy rainbows. Like that's literally what happened to Mario and Luigi. Uh, that's funny. And yeah. it was cool because like we got to see like Luigi's was it Luigi's Haunted Mansion? Uh, the game series is Luigi's Haunted Mansion. Yeah. OK, so they you know, they got to play with that a little bit and we got to see like the booze and the 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 the, the zombie Koopas and excuse me for bones. not like, knowing the, the proper dry bones. Excuse me. Yeah. Yeah. Excuse me for not knowing the names. It's one of those things where, like I enjoy Mario, but not like to that extent that I remember well, the names. It's and just I'm... like that moment where Bowser's like the Koopas, the paratroopers and whatever those things are. <laughs> They're so oh. disappointed. <laughs> it's like I feel bad for you, but I'm also in the same boat. <laughs> So it's like him being isolated a little bit and that's like we get the scaredy cat version of him, but there's like mm-hmm. there there is a turnaround moment for him. They do end up rescuing him. He does end up like contributing like to the fight. Mm-hmm. I did not ex 
we saw the Donkey Kong stuff in the trailer, so that was still mm-hmm. like really fun to see. Seth Rogen's laugh just threw me off. Just, <laughs> just like yeah. the dope. That's just like that's not what I expect for Donkey Kong. Like everything yeah. else was funny, but that laugh just always threw me off. And I just wasn't expecting the level of Mario Kart that we got. Mm, mm-hmm. Yeah, the whole Rainbow Road sequence was pretty, pretty great. But uh, speaking of Donkey Kong, like you mentioned, you know, Seth Rogen, I, there was an interview recently where he said when he was approached to do the voice of Donkey Kong, he was like, hey, just so you know, if you, if you cast me as Donkey Kong, I'm not going to do a voice. I'm just going to do my voice. And they're like, no, that's that's fine. That's exactly what we want. Oh, so awesome. I kind of went into it knowing that. But when he did have that moment during the fight with Mario or Mario ate the blue mushroom and got shrunk down and then <laughs> Seth uh, or Donkey Kong looks at him and does that laugh, just like his laugh that is so iconic for him. Yeah, I, I lost it because it's just like, OK, that is the Seth Rogen laugh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was so great silence <laughs> even you diddy kong <laughs> we got to throw in these references without like just to, just so like us as an audience know that they're there and know that they were acknowledged but like didn't have to give them like that was enough for us i think mm-hmm. and i was pretty blown away by the fact that they included the not the whole thing but they made an allusion to the donkey kong rap from donkey kong 64 it was like d k Donkey Kong. Oh. Okay. Donkey Kong is here. Oh, I like that. That's awesome. <laughs> I was cracking up when Mario had to prove that he could travel with Peach because as soon as that started, I was like, oh my God, we're getting a tutorial in the movie. Hmm. Definitely. <laughs> definitely. Yeah. And speaking of Peach, like, I think that was a really good choice there. There have certainly been games where Peach. Peach has been a playable character. Like Mm -hmm. one of the early Super Mario Brothers games, like she had that power that they kind of showed in the movie where she could slow down her her descent, like float with her dress a little bit. Mm -hmm. But, you know, historically and in most of the games, the whole point of the game is to rescue Peach. And they even had that gag like, sorry, the princess is another castle in another castle. You should check (laughs) another castle. But they gave her a real agency and capability in this movie which i think was the right move rather than having her be the damsel in in distress a lot of times she was more competent she was the most competent character on screen yeah yeah so we got like a little bit of a balance where it's like maybe 80 percent of the movie she was competent and then there was just that small point where she still had to be rescued right yeah but it was like it was validated like she established herself as as a badass character but it wasn't too showboaty Mm-hmm. Like she flexed when she needed to. And then every sequence that she was in was like appropriate. And it was awesome. Mm-hmm. And like, there was no denying that she was like the strongest, smartest, and like the most pretty much awesome character that was like on the good guy side. Right. Yeah. So I like that they found that balance with her where it wasn't too showboaty, but it wasn't too damsel in distress. And mm-hmm. I, I do appreciate that they were able to do that. Like every character had their flaws and there was times where it's like one or the other side like had an upper hand, right? Like mm-hmm. we thought that he had an army, but then they got ambushed. And then Peach got this, you know, power up. And then she gets, you know, but then this happens. And then that happens. And up in Brooklyn, and that, like it was a good up and down of like, like you, we know that Mario's team is going to win because he's the protagonist. But at the same sure. time, it was like, it, it was a good balance. Just kind of like make you think like oh it could go either way yeah that's a good point because 
ultimately, yes, we know that Mario and his team are going to win, but I was actually surprised by how on the edge of my seat I was. And that's probably credit to, you know, the story as well as the quality of the animation because like Mario getting beaten up by Bowser and like actually seeing like, you know, his cheeks swell and get bruised up. And when he was in Brooklyn hiding behind that like table in the shop that had gotten destroyed and he was like, Bowser was taunting him saying you're afraid and he really was afraid in that moment. Mm -hmm. But I also think about like the moments with Luigi when he was like, so close to getting incinerated by lava. Like I was really like that, the way they animated that lava, yeah. I was like, that seems dangerous. Like I'm actually concerned right now. Yeah. You mentioned the animation. There's two things off of that specifically. Like, I don't mean to divert like too much away from emotion, but I can't believe we haven't talked about this yet. Mm. So, so first off, like what had us on the edge of the seat, we talk about the animation quality, the camera work on that was insane. Mm. Like it was like, those movies that have like single shot sequences mm -hmm. where like the camera just never seems to stop or cut. They did that a lot in this movie and it was incredible mm -hmm. every time. But then the level of like whoever did the texture work for that movie did not get paid enough. Like being <laughs> able to see the felt on the hat and every crinkle mm -hmm. in the gloves to the point where it's like towards the end of the movie, you can see how dirty the gloves were getting mm -hmm. to the denim to the scales and the dress and the hair and i was like this is wild <laughs> yeah it, it really was impressive and like again like to go back to bowser just like the level of detail on bowser with like his scales and his eyebrows and, mm -hmm. and everything like that it was yeah 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 very very impressive and just the sheer number of characters we got to see, like some of them were like really quick cameos and flashes. Like I think about that uh, sequence at the end where they did have the superstar and they went into like invincible mode and they had the slow motion sequence with the hammer bro. And it was like, they did it. They had the hammer bro. Like he, it wasn't a major character or anything like that, but you got to see him like, mm -hmm. and they were all rendered so beautifully and had such life. So yeah, it was great. I, I genuinely want to watch this movie again i don't know if it's going to be in theaters just because of time wise but it's like i yeah. can't wait to have the opportunity to watch again i had so much fun with it yeah yeah and we got a mid and end credit scene yes we did yeah i didn't know if we were going to but i'm definitely glad that i stuck around mm -hmm. uh, yeah because the final post credit scene rather than mid credit scene was the yoshi egg in the sewer there and like they showed us yoshi's for a quick second and that was a shot that we saw in the trailer again but was i was so like cute. yeah i was enjoying this the movie so much that i didn't really think about it oh like we didn't have yoshi in his full capacity but that kind of follows the games as well because yoshi really didn't make his debut until like later on in the series for like you know people that were following it from the original but you know, mm -hmm. Yoshi's been such a mainstay for most people our near our age. Like it's kind of you have to remember that. He's my go-to in Mario Kart. Nice. Him or him or Boo. It depends on the day. Somebody always like fights for Yoshi, so it sometimes ends up being King Boo. Mm. Which King Boo and the um I forget the bomb's name. Oh, King Bomba Bomb. Bomba Bomb. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's a he's a pain in the butt in one of the maps in um Mario Party. There's one we could get where it's like you're fighting his timer. 
Uh, so oh, okay. it was fun, like, seeing both of them come up in the wedding. I thought King Boo was going to do a little bit more, but the fact that Bomba Bomb was just kind of like, oh, no. Like, he just he gave up. He's like, I'm just going to explode now. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, when we first saw him on screen, I was like, yes, because he was the first boss in Super uh, Mario World Six Mario World 64. Now I can't even, like, remember the name of the title of the game, but the, like, original Mario game for the N64 that was the first 3D version of Mario. Oh, so, interesting. Very cool seeing him. Yeah, this. I don't even know what else I can geek out on. It was just so much fun. Yeah. One thing that I, I did think was interesting, it was kind of unexpected, was the amount of time that we spent in Brooklyn and mm-hmm. the fact that they really chose to kind of like, we didn't spend a ton of time with their family, but the fact that they were like, oh, yeah, Mario and Luigi have a family. They have a mom, a dad, and like, other relatives that kind of like are naysayers or whatnot. I'm like, you know, again, having been a lifelong fan of Mario, these were characters that I had no exposure to whatsoever. So I thought it was interesting and it did provide that kind of like through line in terms of Mario saying that his dad thinks he's a joke and like Donkey Kong kind of having a similar, (laughs) yeah, a similar situation, but he says, yeah, but the difference is, is like your dad's right. (laughs) Donkey Kong was such an ass. <laughs> hey, it's in the name, Donkey. Come on. <laughs> that line, especially because it was like the nice music, it was a moment, and then he just drops that. I was like, oh my god. <laughs> so yeah, it's like for for like you get so invested like in the games and stuff. It's kind of like you don't think about these characters having a backstory. Mm-hmm. Like, why are they plumbers? Does it matter that they're plumbers? And then they they added that within within the movies mm-hmm. or within this movie just being able to emphasize that and give them background and why this matters to them and it really went a long way and i loved that we got that commercial at the beginning where they were doing oh, yeah. heavy accents and right away they address it's like who talks like that all the time it's like you know what i respect that because my biggest concern was is chris pratt going to be able to pull this off and they instantly went we understand what we're doing this is the direction we're going with. I was like, respect, keep going. This is fantastic. But then they still had the one guy that was just like, wahoo. (laughs) Oh yeah. That was interesting. (laughs) Yeah. And then uh, I loved, you mentioned the fact that they actually were plumbers. So we got to see like their first job that they attempted to do. And there was that dog Francis, (laughs) like Francis, his relationship with Mario and Luigi was hilarious. And then at the end, when he has like that nod of respect, like, yeah, you <laughs> say like, like, yeah. we're, we're good now. <laughs> that was great. All because he stepped on the bone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was, I wasn't expecting that long of a sequence. I was like, oh, that's an easy fix. What's about to go wrong? There it is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the way he was in the shower and it was filling up and he's just doggy paddling to get over the shower door. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, man. Uh, I also liked the first sequence when they went to their first job, how it looked like a Mario game, the way they were going up and down and both of them were on screen and they were jumping over stuff. I was like, this is really clever. I hope that I thought that they were going to do it a couple more times in the movie. And I'm not disappointed that they didn't because that part was so good. And, you know, the rest of the action was so good. Mm -hmm. But that the fact that they kicked it off with that was like. Well done. Yeah, it was definitely, definitely cool. I loved the imagination in in this film. 
just like between that, the tutorial sequence you mentioned, the fact that we got to see Mario in like the cat suit as well as the Tanuki suit, like yeah, that was awesome. <laughs> nice, yay! <laughs> That's not the sound I was expecting. By the way, guys, we have a soundboard now, so apologies for the next couple of months as I obnoxiously play with it. <laughs> it's. If this is going to be like a franchise thing, whether it be just Mario stuff getting their own stuff or if they are building towards a Super Smash universe, like it's amazing how much they packed into this movie, but still how much more that we have, because I Mm. thought I was checking to see if there was an end credit scene. And like, yeah, the article headline that I saw was like character that fans are super excited about. My Mm -hmm. head went to Wario and Waluigi right away. Mm. I was like, we didn't see any indication of them, but that's something that we could have in the future if they don't make like a Kirby movie before this. See, yeah, you mentioning Kirby, that's kind of like where my mind was going as well. I didn't have like expectations so that I couldn't be disappointed or something like that. But I was wondering, I was like, are we going to get any nods to any other like, you know, staple Nintendo franchises, like maybe Legend of Zelda, maybe even like Mm -hmm. Metroid, maybe Smash Brothers as a whole. Mm -hmm. Like that would be pretty cool. But, you know, you talking about like how well this movie does and whether or not we'll get sequels or spinoffs or what have you. I am curious about like what your theater audience looked like, because this is kind of an interesting release. We saw it on a Wednesday. We're recording on a Thursday now, but the movie was actually first available Tuesday night. And a lot of that goes into, you know, here in the United States, it's spring break for a lot of schools, as well as uh, the Easter holiday coming up this weekend. So. My theater, it was actually the most, not the individual theater, but like the multiplex as a whole, for lack of a better term. It's the most packed I've seen in a long time in Mm -hmm. terms of like lines for concessions and just general amounts of people that were there. And it was very like young skewing. There were a lot of young people there, which is, you know, not unexpected. But I was I was like, wow, this is like the first time like post COVID. I think I've seen the theater like this full. Yeah. So, like, we were actually worried about, like, you know, b- there being too many kids in our theaters and, the, you know, just kind of, like, being obnoxious and whatnot. Sure. Um, but I actually ran into the issue because I didn't buy these tickets the second that they were available. I was trying to find out, like, who was going to come to me, come with me when we were available, when we were recording, all that good stuff. So sure. I didn't buy my tickets until Monday for a Wednesday showing. And I tried to do Dolby first for everything. The theater mm-hmm. was packed. Oh, interesting. It was only like a couple seats open, like where you have to break your neck to be able to see the screen. Sure. That was all that was left. So we ended up going to like one of the standard showings, which Mm. had a decent audience, but it wasn't like that one wasn't packed. But Mm -hmm. because the concessions were so insanely packed, like I assume that IMAX was the same because that's like the biggest auditorium. Mm. So Dolby was packed. I'm assuming IMAX was packed. And then we still had a decent crowd in ours. But like everybody was enjoying themselves too. Like when I thought that I was like, that obnoxious guy that couldn't control his laughter. Everybody was going off that way. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I saw it in Dolby myself and I bought, I think I bought mine on the same day as you. I think I bought it on a Monday for a Wednesday showing and I wasn't in the break your neck section, but I was kind of in, you know how they have that long aisle way when people are coming down to go Mm -hmm. to either side. We were the front row of that and we kind of sat near the handicap or assisted, you know, that's my go-to stump spot yeah yeah so i chose seats there because i was like okay me and my buddy will sit here 
uh, we probably won't have anybody sit next to us. And even if we do, like the seats are like spacious and comfy enough that it won't really be a problem. But I was surprised, like, sure enough, like right as the movie was starting, somebody sat down in the one empty seat between me and the other people. And I was like, oh, okay, whatever. (laughs) I always aim for those seats because like 99.8% of the time there isn't somebody in a wheelchair in front of you. So it's like you get to kick your feet up on that bar. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So that, I specifically get that spot just for that. Yeah. <laughs> and yes, it's annoying when like somebody like comes in at the last minute and goes across, but you're also just not looking at the back of people's heads and like yeah. paying attention to phones and you know things coming up. So it's like that's my like preferred area. Yeah. One of these days we're gonna have to do just like a spin-off episode about like theater etiquette and theater like pet peeves because you've like oh. alluded to some of yours like frequently. And I know <laughs> I can be p- pretty particular as well. Like one of mine is like So if you're sitting somewhere in the middle of the row and you exit on one side and have to cross in front of somebody, then you come back around the other way. You don't cross in front of somebody twice. Oh, interesting. Like that's just common courtesy in my opinion. I've never thought about it that way. Yeah. Dude, you just changed me. Like I'm just going to (laughs) start doing that from now on. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that would be a fun bonus episode. Like not that we have any ruts, but we got to save that in the... (laughs) On the list for when we do have our rut. Yeah, there, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe we should do it before the summer. Just, just be like, all right, guys. <laughs> yeah, a little PSA. If you're going to the go theater. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we like, live in a hey, society. We're trying to, we're trying to keep <laughs> movies in theaters. Don't be the reason that people don't go. This is what yeah. we need to do. <laughs> definitely. Definitely. Yeah. Uh, but you have anything else you want to say about this uh fun time at the theaters this was an incredible movie if i find the opportunity to go to the theaters again i might just do so but uh nice. if not like i will definitely be like pre-ordering it when it comes out i'd really mm. have fun with it yeah 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 likewise i i had a blast and you know i encourage everybody that's listening if you've had a chance to go out and see this and have thoughts please write in let us know how you're enjoying this you can send us an email at animation deliberation podcast at gmail.com love to do a feedback episode uh just showing love for this this labor of love because it's very clear that a lot of love and familiarity went into this film mm-hmm. so needs to be celebrated yeah it's like you know there was mario nerds making it but they mm-hmm. were like smart creative ones <laughs> yeah. yeah we've come a long way since that 1993 live action movie <laughs> somebody was telling me that was a thing and they were like you should go watch it i was like no i'm not gonna ruin the taste <laughs> of my mouth of like how well this one was made yeah if you haven't seen it at this point you're you're better <laughs> off just not having to experience that that movie's as old as i am i'm i'm good <laughs> all right all right we are winding down here is there anything you want to let the people know about before we close the book on this one Avengers Assemble to hear my coverage on John Wick. We did all three former movies and four is currently in theaters. It was a fun conversation. I got to throw in a lot of my martial arts background and just nerd out on that. It was a lot of fun. Aside from that, like we said in past episodes, we're switching over to a new format where we are going to have a news episode every week. That's where we cover the news, our reactions to trailers, other stuff that we're watching, and our animates, which we would love for you guys to join in on. So if you want to send us like stuff that you're watching or send a voice recording of yourselves and try to keep it under a minute, we will happily play it. We'll happily talk with you guys. And this is just kind of a way so that 
for the listeners who only listen towards Star Wars stuff or only listen for anime stuff, this is an opportunity for everyone to have something to listen to every week so that we can keep conversations going and, uh, you know, stay engaged together. Yep. All good things. A lot happening here at the Animation Deliberation Studios. It's not really a a physical place, but it's a place (laughs) in our hearts. A place in our hearts, yep. Yeah. (laughs) Um, As for myself, Multiverse News, the new show for the Stranded Panda Network that uh, covers all of the news in the fandoms, the shows and movies that we all love had its second episode. I was able to be a part of the panel for that. Still really enjoying that as that show grows and develops. Uh, Join us there wherever you get your podcasts at Multiverse News. And yeah, give us uh, here at Animation Deliberation, give us some love as well. Five-star reviews, downloads, shares, all of those are appreciated and keep us going. So thank you for tuning in. That's T-O-O-N-I-N. And as always, stay whelmed. (laughs) Woohoo!